I'm in the in the midst. We're we're starting a new uh, on-air project on the radio station on Monday. Oh my! Uh, and I I've left a little too much work to the last minute, much to the chagrin of all the my coworkers. Ah, uh, yes. So I'm getting some some of that stuff done today, and it's probably going to be a long day in the office. It's also a three day weekend here, right? So I have yep. a little extra extra Wait, radio. So are to you produce. starting Monday or Tuesday? Starting Monday. Wow, on a day off. Yeah, I mean it's a you know, it's one of those days off that's a day off for some. Yeah, I have so much in some, the radio world. But, yeah, but not so much for a lot of people. So <laughs> uh, we're still doing radio. You know what yeah. I mean? Yep. No, I oh, I know what you mean, friend. <laughs> uh, so anyway, a lot of work for me. I'll be here a little bit late tonight, and then hopefully I can uh, just uh, lay around and watch a bunch of football and soccer uh, for the next. Uh, two days yeah yeah your team at top of the table north london derby coming up on sunday it's yeah. gonna be exciting the yeah. old the old spurs who you won't even text to me without a like a star in the middle of it like it's a dirty word that's good well what do you mean like it's a dirty word <laughs> tune in everybody <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be some clean old-fashioned hate in that one should be a good match um, as well yeah, when Harry Kane inevitably gets a penalty kick, I'm going to be very upset. Yeah, just just you wait. Yeah. Um, all right, um, we've got uh, we got a lo- another lovely episode of the challenge to talk about today, and uh, you know the twist that we knew TJ was going to have to inject into the game has now been injected. And I think it's the twist. Certainly, I expected when we first saw the rider dies hanging around. That's what I thought would happen is for the final, it would switch back. And I guess maybe this is one or two episodes before the final maximum, right? But we're going to have a final with the rider dies. Because I think in a lot of ways, that was something they had to get to. Yeah. In a season called rider dies, you could not have the final go down with them split. So we're going to have two winners, essentially, right? That's, I mean, I think that's the way you got to do it. Like winner take all, split it between the the pair. You mean? Yeah, that's what it seems like it's going to be. Although Lord knows, I've, I said this once. Uh, I don't know, maybe a week or two ago. I I would be delighted if it was one pair wins, and then there's some sort of do you split the money or keep it all sort of uh-huh. scenario, like as they've had in the past with some of these things. I mean, yeah. I I just I would feel so I. I could already see it happening to Mariah. You know, I just feel terrible. 
But, but pretty much only Mariah, right? I think so. <laughs> I don't think anyone else would do it. Everyone else would just split the money. Like, yeah. like if it's like Amber and Chauncey, it's like, what are they even arguing about? You know what yeah, I mean? Totally. Right? I, uh, I did. So, so I don't know if it'd be worth it, but, but obviously if hmm, uh, I just, I don't want that to happen. I don't want, I, I want better for Mariah anyway. No, what you want, what you want is for Mariah to somehow screw Fessy out of all the money. That's yeah, right. Yeah, you're right. I That's don't know the what, television yeah. everyone came to see. I don't well, know how you get to that, but. Yeah, see, I think it's um, it's telling about how we view perhaps the world that that I'm terrified of a worst case scenario and you're uh, excited about a best case scenario. <laughs> but I can you imagine like Horacio just jobbing Olivia out of the money? That would like that would also be great television. It's hard it, to picture. Well, that's but... the thing. I literally can't. I can <laughs> imagine Fessy doing Mariah like that. I'm not even sure I can imagine Mariah doing it. Um. But that uh, I don't know. I like I don't know why it would have to be winner take all in terms of you know you could have a first, second, third place winning something, um, or you could have like was it last season where uh, you know CT split some money with the second and third place? Yes, last season. Well, I believe it was CT did that, and yeah. that was you know one hundred percent perfect CT. <laughs> yeah I, well no, and no, i think his better moments on the show i felt like totally and it's possible that they could do something like that i don't know there's a lot of ways i think they could play with the money as they always do so we'll see on that but i do i am excited to watch these pairs compete and, and i'm hoping that you know i don't know how you felt about this episode but like when the when the original elimination happened even though i it felt short i was like well i guess this is the end of the episode and frankly not a very good one and frankly as well if i have to hear one more thing about tori and jordan like i'm going to pull my hair out i didn't feel that way because i was watching on dvr and when you fast forward you could see the total time of the episode yeah well so. my wife had the remote so i just wasn't totally paying attention to yeah. that part i guess yeah. um but yeah i like this episode really turned itself around <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, the last half hour was pretty crucial i would say yeah and i think we are done more or less with the the tori and jordan drama at least it seems like we've We've gotten to a place of, uh, you know, conclusion of that arc for now. I think so. Yeah. I'm gonna, honestly, I'm going to be kind of glad to see these teams disappear too. So. Agreed. The teams were not fair. <laughs> it felt like it made it less competitive. Like yeah. right now, and I think this is also, you know, I'm glad you said that actually because this is one of the things I did want to talk about with the challenge today is like, Let's say there is, let's say, you know, it's final time right now, right? Which I think is possible, by the way. Like, once we get rid of uh, one more team here, I could see them going straight to the final. Right. Um. So, obviously, we don't know, you know, there's two teams that are, like, at risk as we speak, right? Right. Um, but... In terms of the other teams that are left, how would you handicap, you know, 
the uh... who you got? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, I think you got to make Fessy and Mariah the favorites, right? Do you have to? I mean, obviously, you don't have to. <laughs> like, you can say whatever you want. Uh, to me, I don't. I don't like. They're they're the clear choice for favorites. To me, I'm not saying that that I couldn't see anyone else winning. But if you're asking me which of these teams is most likely to win, I'm taking them, and I'm not really looking back. Okay, yeah. Who you I mean, got? I don't know. I think Devin and Tori and. Horacio and Olivia and even Bananas and Nani are all arguably just as good as Fessy and Mariah. Like, undoubtedly, there are some physical things where Fessy and Mariah are the clear favorites, right? I think in terms of, like, team strength, I think they just showed in this this sort of second first part of the second elimination <laughs> um that they stand far they they cut the same shots into a montage over and over again to make that rolling the big cylinder thing seem close that was not i wrote that in my notes that was not a competitive elimination no fessy <laughs> and mariah could do it and the other teams could not do it basically and i I think it's important to note that because I, I also think that was this just a thing where it's like, oh, Fessy's strong? I don't think it would. I think it would have been a like you needed Mariah to do her part in that. You know, they're you know both what I'm saying? strong. They're both yeah, like, among. As he pointed out, her quads are, in fact, massive. <laughs> yes. But like, is she stronger than Tori? I don't know. I don't know if she's stronger than Tori or Anissa, but. Or Olivia. She, if if she wasn't carrying her weight, you know what I mean, like that. Of he, course, he can't win that on his own. You know but what I'm saying? I'm so. saying, I'm saying, I believe in this house that I don't know if we can say Anissa since she couldn't really get it done with Jordan. I believe though that Tori, Olivia, and well, <laughs> Casey, <laughs> but. But she's the stronger one on I her think, team. I so think that's... Casey's in trouble. Yeah, I think Casey's yeah. in trouble. Yeah. Well, Kenny's yeah. in trouble, and unfortunately for Casey, that's that's who she's rolling with. <laughs> but but Olivia, right? Olivia, Anissa, and uh, Casey for what for as much as it matters, and Tori, I, I was trying to get to, are, are all equally capable, if not more capable than Mariah at virtually everything, and you know. Fessy may be the biggest, strongest guy, but he is not the best challenger. We've seen that over and over again. Yeah. So no, look, I'm not saying that like Fessy's a lock, but if you're asking me to pick one, I'm taking Fessy without hesitation. I think Amber and Chauncey can win. I think Bananas and Ani can win. I think Devin and Tori can win. I think Ross Lippin can win. Honestly, I'm, I'm, the, I'm making Fessy and Mariah the favorite. Uh, and, and that's fair, but I think the only team that feels like a real long shot to me is Casey and Kenny. And I'm I, just assuming they're gone. <laughs> well, you know, what's crazy is in, in any given elimination, you never know. Like it's yeah. who knows, but, but I but tend to agree it's with not you. any given elimination. We've seen the elimination. It's that one with the ropes where you gotta, you know, uh, make the knots and undo the knots. Right. Right. That's what That's, they're doing. Yeah, you're right. 
that one is is kind of a I mean, in a way, that's how Jay beat CT. Yeah. So like, I just, yeah, yeah, you're right. That is how Jay beat CT. I think that's going to be a very good elimination for Jordan, though. Yeah, but he has to, he has to, he has to bring Anissa with him everywhere he goes. Yeah, yeah, but Anissa, I don't know. It's going to slow things down. You know what I'm saying? But it's going to slow things down. Yeah, we'll see. And Kenny and Casey will be a little lighter on their feet. I mean, you just never know. the The point is, if Casey and Kenny are gone, this is about as competitive a final as I can remember in terms yeah, of gonna, a bunch of teams that can win it. Yeah. It's going to be madness. Um, I really hope there's going to be an eating challenge in there for sure. Well, that's the <laughs> thing. I, I That's why when you say like you make Fessy the favorite, that's certainly a reasonable and respectable way to go, but there are plenty of reasons not to go that way. And there are plenty of teams that you could easily see winning whether it's because a food challenge slows Fessy down or because some sort of communication breakdown screws up his team. You know what I mean? Like there are, he has shown us a variety of ways that things can go wrong for him in a final. Well, I mean, look, one of them was his partner blows out her knee. (laughs) I mean, that's, you know, that's not really, and the other one's eating and I feel a little bit bad, right? It's, this is not like swimming, right? Where it's just like, or even puzzles. Like I don't even know how you how you train to fix this eating thing. You I know don't, what I mean? I uh, yeah. I mean You know, here's the thing. Right. I I I I just I I'm trying to stop myself from saying the way you fix it is by sucking it the fuck up. Because <laughs> Obviously, I've never been in that scenario, and I'm not likely yeah. to be in that scenario because I'm certainly not gonna voluntarily eat like boiled rat intestines um, to prove something. But I do believe strongly that if eating some boiled rat intestines was part of putting me in a very good position to win a million dollars or even five hundred thousand. That I'd, you know, plug my nose and gobble them down. You know I what guess, I'm saying? but I don't. I don't think it's just sucking it up. Like if you look at the uh, at that eating challenge, that you know, yes, he eventually got help, but he never quit. And I don't think if that help had not come, that he would have quit. He like he kept going and puking. He just wasn't good at it, right? Like it wasn't like. Uh, I'm not going to do this, which he has done in finals before. He was game. He kept going. He just he just couldn't get there. You know, I don't know. It seems really hard to me. Well, it's an, it's an in-between for me. Like, yes, he didn't quit. But, like, it was awfully dramatic. The whole scene was awfully dramatic, and I don't, I don't know, know that that's a hundred percent puke. You know what I'm saying? You can't. First fake of all, puke. no, you can't fake puke, but you can. I don't know, man. Like you, there are different ways to handle it, and I and I think sometimes. Look, I, as an example, right? I'm dramatic as hell when I get sick, like a cold or flu type thing. Okay. I'm a I I am a pathetic baby. I just can't my I can't handle it. 
But also, part of me realizes that that's like a conquerable thing. And I think people who are more capable of powering through also probably never feel as awful as you know what i mean like part it's like it's a sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy to a certain extent i guess is mm. what i'm saying i don't know maybe again i just don't know i don't know how you train to for eating challenges maybe maybe uh joey chestnut you bring you bring a joey chestnut as well, a i don't even think so because it's really it's not usually a quantity issue i mean sometimes the quantity is part of it but like it's usually a this is disgusting situation. Right. And it's like, and, how do you track down the disgusting stuff to like learn to eat? Like, well, but uh, the thing is, I don't it's it's I really do think some of it is a mental battle because like I don't think most of that stuff is, is like eating Ipecac or whatever. Like it is not a biological response to the food that's making you vomit. It's a you know mental and emotional response to how disgusting it seems yeah i don't know i don't know but i you know i i'm feeling at some point we're just going to run out of ways for uh for fessy to lose these things you know what i mean because he's I'm pretty sure he's been to a final in every season he's been on right so that's totally uh -oh. fair and i'm sure like literal thousands of people felt that way when they were betting on the buffalo bills in their third straight super bowl you know what i mean <laughs> i guess I, as i recall uh, by the third one, they were getting blown out all the time, so I don't think it was actually like that. But okay. I get what you. But I'm yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Fessy is undefeated all time in eliminations. So I'm that me that I'm, by I'm going by process of elimination that he's been in the final every time. Um, no, he got sent home in the one. But other than that, yeah. He hit. Oh, you're Josh. right. Spies, right. Spies, lies, and allies. He got sent home. That's right. correct. He did not make that final. Good call. Right. Um, I forgot about that hit, Josh. <laughs> it was a very dumb thing. It, the whole thing was very dumb. Yep, correct. Oh, man. As you would expect. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to knock him out. It just, it just is. But well, I'm not saying it, it can't be done. I mean. I'm not saying it can't be done. If you want to eliminate Fessy, you, gotta, you just got to luck into a, a puzzle or an yeah. eating elimination, which I don't know if I've ever seen. Um you pretty much got to luck into the right kind of puzzle. And I don't even know, like, I don't even know if he's bad at puzzles per se. He's just not necessarily the best, like, scary. Right? If he, <laughs> all right, if you're taking him out of the equation, then uh, see, I'm bananas next. I think bananas and Nani would be the team I would pick next. I, I think that's a very valid choice. I think for me, it would be Tori and Devin just because if it comes down to team athleticism, I worry about Nani in, in some regards, you know, I, gotcha. I, th I think she'll be fine, you know, like relatively fine from an endurance or running perspective, but you know, it, it just depends. It, it varies so much with her. She's not as well-rounded a physical competitor as someone like Tori. This might be a little controversial, but I have Horacio and Olivia editor, uh, Devin and Tori. Well, I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I would not like that. This is the point that I was trying to make when I asked you to handicap it. Right. Is I think Fessy and Mariah are right there in the midst with all these other teams to where you could almost rank them in any order. I do. I, I think if I had to yes. pick a bottom of the rest of them, it would be Amber and Chauncey just for like lack of experience and goofiness. Um, yeah. But, I, don't, I don't know, man. 
Uh, you, you know, like, but you Amber's know where tough. Amber in a final, man. And I don't, I, there's not a lot of give with Chauncey. Like Chauncey's a little no. bit of more of just a question mark, but right. We haven't seen anything that indicates he's going to be a problem. You know what I mean? So, no. Other than uh, heights, maybe. And no, I, I mean, I there's not going to be any heights in the finals. Probably not. We don't know necessarily how, how he'll do with an eating challenge, but like, you know, most of, of, for me, the weakness of Amber Chauncey is like an experience relationship weakness, right? Mm. The weakness for Fessy and Mariah is like a, first of all, everyone thinks Fessy's a fraud, including his partner, but also like puzzle situations and eating, right? The weakness for Horacio and Olivia is pure inexperience. The weakness for Jordan and Anissa is, with all due respect, Anissa's cardio. Uh, yeah, but I think, you know, Anissa's good stamina. I think Anissa's speed is maybe the issue, ultimately, you know? Yeah, maybe if, it's more speed right, than cardio. It's going to be a lot of running, you know what I mean? It's a lot of running, right. And then, uh, who have I not gotten to? With Devin and Tori, I mean, I think your biggest weakness is probably just, like, team... You know, Devin, frankly, Devin's strength. Uh, he's probably the least strong man in the competition. Um, and then Bananas and Nani, you've, like, again, Nani is not the most well-rounded physical competitor. So every team has a weakness in one area or another that, that I would expect the final to test. Yeah. But they're all awfully good competitors, and I can totally see any of those teams winning a final so it i you know i think under normal circumstances i might say boy like six pairs is a lot of people i think i think you know if they go to a final with six they're clearly cutting down one or two before the the end of it right sure but but i think in this case i would kind of like to see assuming it is casey and kenny that get eliminated I would kind of like to see those last six all enter the final together. Because to me, like, you're splitting hairs picking between them. I, I, yeah. Like I said, I think, uh, to me, I think Fessy Mariah have a little bit of an edge. But I I wouldn't disagree with the rest of what you said. I also think it, it, we we got to give some flowers to Horacio for, for this episode. Like, um. You know, joining that that the, like that five timers club that means something to me. You know what I mean? Like that. Do you remember that Sarah? Casey and West season? Because that was the one that I was like, oh yeah, the Sarah one. I remember they and they kind of went over in the uh, the documentary. The Casey and West one I had forgotten about a little bit. Oh my gosh, that one was incredible because West was a dick and Casey was perceived as the weakest competitor in the house. So they were just thrown in again and again and again and again and kept winning. Yeah. And Wes was just awful. Just a terrible. Yeah, had a mohawk that year. Had a mohawk, like angsty, young, bossy man, not nice to his partner. Um, it was a real scene. I, I really, I had vivid flashbacks of that season when they showed the little uh, snippet of it. Um and yeah, like you said, the Sarah one was in the documentary. So we've seen that fairly recently. It's uh, it's no small achievement. You're you're not wrong. And he has been a pretty convincing winner. 
put a couple real some serious moves on uh, on uh, Jordan there in that elimination. Some some house of highlights kind of stuff there. So yeah, uh, you know, good work by him. And I just think you know, as a soccer player and with the the kind of distance running background, they're like, yeah, I, I, that's why I like him a little bit more than a couple of these other teams in the final. Um, Cause I think, I think he's going to be well suited to it. Um, and yeah, well, pretty listen. Much glitched his spot at this point, right? Or maybe there's one more. No. Cause even if there's another elimination, it's going to be a girl's elimination, right? Well, no. Cause it'll probably be a team getting eliminated. Team, if yeah, it's a team elimination now. Yeah. Um, but who knows, who knows if there will be, we'll, we'll just have to see. I, I just got to feel we're done with daily challenges. I think they're going to somewhere else. Like in the next change after, of location, change of location. Yeah, it's the next thing. Maybe like after this elimination, since you're already packed, right? Because everybody's packed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Interesting point. Um, I do think it's it's very typical for Fessy's situation, and again, a reason I wouldn't necessarily make them the favorite that he basically torched that relationship when the partners broke up. And you could see the other two people were genuinely so excited to have their partners back. And Fessy was like, oh, right. Great. Great face in she did when she kind of did that. Yippee. Yeah. <laughs> like she does not like him. She does not think he's a cool or chill dude. Um, no, but she's not a dummy. And I think that she'll put no, that she's aside. Competitive. He, he knows he gives her her chance to win. I yeah. agree. I agree. I'm, I'm just worried about. It. Well, I'm not saying it's gonna like explode, but I'm. I am saying that that does matter. Like that, you know, that could be the difference in in a com- competition that looks this close. And I would say, look, yeah, he was not. He was not super loyal to her. Clearly, um, in anything from the moment of the split. But I would also say, he did bring her into this game. You know what I mean? Like she would clearly would not be here. It, it you know except for whatever relationship they had that pre-exists that predates this show. Well, you know that's an interesting way of looking at it because I think you could also look at it almost in the exact opposite way of like you brought her here and then the minute teams were split, you've got people protecting all sorts of people on the other team, but the minute things were split, you went for the jugular basically. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, you know, it's like you could argue, you brought me here. Why would you not try to help me? <laughs> yeah, know? I don't know, man. It's so, it's, it's weird. Like, like Nelson he, and Norris. He's a guy with clearly a lot of shady behavior, like a, a, long, a fairly long history of shady behavior in this yes. game. And yet also a lot of friends and a lot of. You know, uh, romantic entanglements. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I mean, I think it's like, more like... like there's clearly I'll, some charms that are working on people at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. I guess. I, but I do think it's noteworthy that we see almost all of his friends question their friendship on camera every and season. And yet not Casey, who's like... Uh, Except Casey. Yeah. Casey's like a person with a code and a really stand-up person has been loyal to Fessy from literally day one on the show. Well, I will say he has been loyal to her as well. I don't yep. know what that bond is, but that has been his one sort of legitimate, enduring bond and allyship throughout his time on the show. 
uh, a yeah, trust that not, has never been broken, really. Uh, yeah, really. It's and it's interesting. And like even like, you know, I mean, Nelson is Nelson, right? But like Nelson stayed. You know what I mean? Like th- their friendship is important to Nelson. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Nelson's a, Nelson's a tough case to use as an argument of anything other than <laughs> Nelson being Nelson. You know, other than Nelson is Nelson. I guess. Yeah. I mean, look, he's you know. A lot of friends in the game. All right. Um, I think we've sort of settled on a lot of the questions we asked this week. Did you have a burn? No. I felt I, – I, and I was actually – I felt like I was paying attention for burns, but it felt almost like a burnless week to me. I would agree that it was a burnless week. I didn't have a burn. I just had a. I just had one really – Devin had a really good line okay, that I don't think call a burn. Um, which was when uh, Tori was talking about how Jordan threw a wrench in the season. He goes, a wrench, a fucking home, a fucking home, <laughs> home depot. <laughs> well, first she said a toolbox. That was good. Yeah. He go, he was like a wrench, and she was like a toolbox, and he goes, a whole freaking Home Depot. Yeah. That was great. Yeah, that was great. And he's right. Not only for. Uh, Tori, but also to an extent for all of us who had to watch the nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. Not Jordan's finest hour, I didn't think. And not Tori's either, really. So No, really nobody's finest hour, but um yeah, it did feel to me like Jordan was the uh not guilty party, but like the person who probably could have handled it better, if you will. Yeah. I mean, I I just think you probably could have handled it a little better, bro. That's all. Yeah. When we when we look back on the season is now now that we're getting pretty much towards the end. You can make a case that this is and I would say the other contenders would be War of the Worlds and Fresh Meat. Uh uh, But like the greatest rookie class the show's ever seen. Um, I almost don't think you should be able to count Fresh Meat, either of them, because like that was literally the whole point of the season in terms of just like a random rookie class to me this is as good as it's ever been and what's notable is at least to some degree it's the competitors who chose the the rookies to some degree there were a couple of rookie rookie teams right there were um there were but and frankly, some of them were the best, obviously. Like we've saw, we saw, uh, even though they went out early, I think Johnny and Raven uh, were a, a interesting team. But I don't know. To me, Norris, Mariah, both brought by veteran players, are two phenomenal rookies, particularly like, you know, Amber, say what you will, but. Besides her, who are other, you know, notable female rookies of the last, like, four or five years? You almost have to go back to Tori coming into the game, to, which was practically ten games ago. Yeah, um, I mean, I have to look to the rosters, but that's a, that's a good point. So, you know, I think those two are huge. Olivia's great, and obviously she was not someone who was uh, – you know, she she's part of a rookie rookie team, so not chosen by a veteran, but still, it, it's it, it's exciting, I think, for the future of the game because I certainly hope we see people like Horacio and Olivia and Mariah and Norris again. 
and uh, Annalise and Tommy. <laughs> Maybe less so them. But <laughs> but you know you know who I wouldn't mind like some Colleen and Kim. I wouldn't mind some Colleen and Kim again. Nope. Nope. Um, and, and and I thought Jack was an interesting addition as well. Jack, yep, and Johnny and Raven, even though they went out early. I I would be on board with seeing certainly Johnny and and even Raven again. Much more yeah. so than I'd like to see Michelle. So, um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah, I, I think there's – this has been a really good season, both from just an entertainment standpoint. And a talent standpoint. And, yeah. and I think from a sort of talent replenishing standpoint. Like if if it's the equivalent of fresh meat and bringing, you know, future significant competitors to the game, that's a huge deal. Because that was a whole generation of people, basically. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't sleep on War of the Worlds, man. When they when they started bringing in some of those international folks, right. I feel like that was a, that was a pretty good season in terms of new talent. It was, um, it was, and maybe we'll see some of those people again. But other than Kyle, I mean, Rogan did win, but I don't, I don't know if we'll ever see him again. Well, it, that that seems weird that he wouldn't come keep coming back. To be honest, he seemed like a guy that could be a lifer. He did. Yeah, I don't know. I will say from hearing people like Norris on the podcast, like I definitely think we'll see her again. Um harder to say about Mariah, but like she definitely like I I think we will see a lot of these rookies again is my hope and expectation. Yeah. All right, before we move on to culture, I, I did want to mention new season of the challenge workout could drop in Monday. Very excited. <sighs> I can't believe you're actually doing those. I just like <laughs> they're so hard. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I got to get on the elliptical for 20 minutes before I can get into that. You know, it's been Jeez. literal years. Well, all year anyway, since I exercised in any significant way. Um, yep. OK, so just for the record. Uh, the. Second fresh meat was responsible for Car Maria Laurel. Um and I guess we we saw we would see Brandon a fair amount over the next few challenges. And the first fresh meat that was like the Evan and Kenny one? Uh the first fresh meat was hmm, earlier than I thought. The first fresh meat, yeah, wow. That's, so the first fresh meat is all the way back in season 12. And the, yeah, that was where Kenny and DM and Evan uh, and Evelyn and Ryan. I mean, it's an incredible, yeah, those are, they were all up. new in that season. And Casey. <laughs> And Casey, that was the season, in fact, I believe, where we saw Casey and Wes win five eliminations. Yeah, that's that's tough. Yeah. That's tough. Um, all right, let's. Uh, should we move on? <laughs> yeah, sorry, I, sorry to go back to that, but but the point is, those seasons were a very big deal in terms of replenishing the talent of the franchise. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, all right, so we got uh, three items from the homework. Uh, where where do you want to start? I, I could talk about any of this. Um, why don't we start with Last Chance You? Because I was just watching some of it uh, earlier today. I'm sure you didn't get to episode five, right? Uh, 
I did not get to episode five. No. Well, when you were do. you? Uh, and maybe I shouldn't be. Maybe I'm, I'm not familiar enough with all the Last Chance You shows that have been on. But were you surprised that they just went back to the same school? Um, I would a little, I guess. I guess there was definitely part of me that was sort of expecting a totally new school, but I think I was happy, especially. Oh, were you? Oh, you weren't. I wasn't. Not that I look, and I have nothing against Coach Mosley, who I think is <laughs> quite a compelling figure. The whole coaching staff is great. You know what I mean? And, and really, you know, because of COVID, essentially, right? Like the entire team is new. Right. That's fun. I don't know. I just kind of wanted to see how someone else did it. I think I, I definitely have a handle on on how Coach Mosley's <laughs> going to coach the team. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I would agree with that. Uh, and I will say, like, I think, you know, they could probably generally do with a little less of his yelling. Um, not the team. I'm sure he's a great coach. I mean, me. Yeah. Um, yeah and I- I, I just didn't find the personalities of this year's team as interesting as, as the last season. That's, you know. Oh, the, I don't know. I would stick with it. Yeah. How many have you watched? Three, I think. Two, three. Yeah. I would stick with it. Um, there's definitely some compelling stories for the, for these kids. Um, it's uh, A lot of it is pretty unbelievable uh, what they what they have gone through or are going through. Um, so I don't know. I still find the show incredibly compelling overall. I would agree that I'm not going to want to see another season of this staff, but I almost feel like because the season we were watching kind of got shut down thanks to COVID all of a sudden, it did feel a little incomplete to me. And I... I'm kind of glad to get them. I haven't finished it. I don't know what's going to happen. I I haven't Googled it, but I am excited to see them get their chance to win that title that we keep hearing them talk about chasing. Interesting. So I'm guessing they're going to be a little bit better because they're, they're, they're sitting there at like three and two or something. The last one I was watching. <laughs> I mean, you got to watch the show. Apparently. Apparently they've been playing a murder's row schedule, so I, you know it's it's not it's a it's a hard three and two. You know what I mean? It's not. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll spoil this great. for you. They're they're they are going to qualify for the postseason. So. <laughs> okay, uh, I wasn't too worried about it. Yeah, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> um, and look, I'll probably watch more of this uh, for sure. But I it, I have enjoyed other seasons of Last Chance U, both basketball and football, so far more than I've enjoyed this. I, th- I think that's fair, but I think uh, I, give it a minute. I, there are some pretty compelling stories within the team, I think, and uh, you know some circumstances for some of these kids that uh, it is compelling to witness them at least trying to overcome. Um, I don't know. That would be my take. Uh, and I will say, beyond anything else, I think this show shoots basketball about as well as any TV or movie production I can think of. Yeah, I th- that's that's probably true. They they do do a good job of that. Like the action shots you see are incredibly distinct from watching a game on TV, and 
given the fact that this is a these are real basketball games, like there's no opportunity to reset and shoot it again. I think they do an incredible job of bringing you right onto the floor and sort of into the action. Yeah. Do you, do you watch it in like the the game at CCSF and think like, man, th- like this was happening. <laughs> I, I lived fairly close to that. Like I could have been watching some of these games at some point. I had no idea that anybody's played good basketball over there. I mean, good basketball is relative, you know. I suppose that's true. I only have so much time in my life. Yeah. <laughs> and although this is some of the best basketball in the world, it's not of the level where I would be locally interested in attending. Fair uh, enough. With all due respect. Fair enough. You're busy going to NBA games. Right, so. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't even really go to NBA games anymore. Um, I am busy tending to children during the times <laughs> that these games are often being played. Yeah, I should I should mention that when I lived near there, I had no children, so I, it would have been very easy to, for me. There, I, I I went to 41 home games in more than one Warriors season, my friend, so you know, <laughs> we've both been there. Yep, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, all right. Um, what about She Said? Talk about, talk about a, a change-up from last chance you. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, in some ways, in some ways, um, I think a similar emotional uh, neighborhood, if you will, um, certainly a part of this movie is watching and being impressed by people persevering under difficult circumstances. Um, It's not a happy place necessarily, but I do think this movie did one very smart thing, which is really uh, center the journalists in the story. Um, And I guess that might seem insensitive, but I actually think it's a much more palatable way to process it. The horror of who Harvey Weinstein was and what he did is by no means lost. But I do think centering the storytellers kind of gives you a unique way of looking at not just the horror of Harvey Weinstein, which certainly threatens to take over everything anytime you have this conversation, but sort of what it all means in the broader world. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's, it's a movie that's as as much about shoe leather journalism as it is about Harvey Weinstein and his crimes, you know what I mean? And And I, and I think that that's good and helpful because you know, we're we're pretty familiar with the crimes at this point. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> I was a little a afraid yeah. that this was gonna be yet another wallowing in the some vile man's vile behavior. You know, there's I just feel like there's too much media that is that. And that's not what she said is at all. In fact, it's really a story about two women persevering through their own less than ideal circumstances at times covering a story uh, about a horrible man doing horrible things to women for a very long time. And it's incredibly, I mean, some truly compelling performances by uh, Carrie Mulligan and Zoe Kazan and fun to see some of the other side characters pop up. Always love Andre Brower. Um, Who I thought was really great in a fairly limited uh, amount of screen time. Yep. Really, really nailed his assignment. 
Um, just in general, I thought this is a very good movie. It's not a happy movie, but it's a better time than you might expect. Yeah. I also thought that, you know, bringing in actual some of the actual victims, <laughs> you know, was it was an interesting touch, you know, uh, a huge credit to Ashley Judd, too, by the way, who yeah. like this is not the role you want when someone calls and is like, we'd like you to play yourself. You're hoping it's like something silly, <laughs> um, <laughs> not reliving some of the worst trauma of your life. But yeah. I thought, yeah, that was uh you know, of course, she's convincing as herself, but but I thought a, you know, brave and and helpful in terms of the success of the film decision that uh, for her to make that uh, a decision for her to make. Yeah, I to me, this is uh, like I'm surprised that we haven't heard more about this in terms of uh, awards and Oscars and things like that. Because I, I it's it a really late? No, I think it was in I think it was in theaters in the release time. Uh, you know, within the, the eligibility period. So, um, so um, we'll see. And I don't know, but I don't, as, as I mean, I didn't watch the golden globes. Uh, so I'm, nor did I, I. entirely versed, but I don't think I it did. got a lot of nominations in that. So, yeah, I don't know. I did. Um, I did tape it. <laughs> <laughs> you did. <laughs> Well, yeah, I meant to ask you uh, last Carrie week. Carrie Mulligan was nominated uh, for okay. Golden Globe. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have been mad at uh, Zoe Kazan nomination either. Yeah. I was, uh, I, I, at one point, I, I thought uh, about Carrie Mulligan and just how different this role is, <laughs> you know, from some of the other films that we, we've talked about with her. I, she's, I think, really underrated. I think they should have a best like cameo slash guest appearance Oscar where, <laughs> you know, you, you, you can have like a maximum of 14 minutes of screen time or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I was just thinking about Andre. I can see that. Anyway. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. I also wonder, did, um, like was, you know, cause Gwyneth's voice appears like, but it seemed like that was her real voice, right? It's a great question, and I meant to stay tuned and find out, but um, I didn't. And then how do they do Harvey's voice? Because his voice shows up, and it sounds a lot like him, and there's no way he actively participated in this movie. Well, he's in jail. Um, I think so. I think they had a recording for some of it, and then I think some of it was just a guy doing a good Harvey Weinstein impression. Yeah. By the way, when you play those real recordings – Horrifying. Man. Just, just Again, chill. horrifying. And one of the, you know, non-dictator uh, category, one of the worst people ever. Like, legitimately. Yeah. And, and most, one of the most individually harmful people ever. Like, you know, pushing into the serial killer ranks. That's who this guy is. He is the horrifying human being. Well, there's something absolutely serial about it. And then yes. when you think about just how how pervasive and how known all of these things were, you know what I mean? Yes, and the sheer power he had to be able yeah. to, to keep it quiet and, you know, not made an issue of for so long. It's haunting. Um, yeah. And someone literally makes the point in the movie that, like, that if he's doing this to actresses, like – 
Yeah. What are these, these poor rank and four and file employees? Like, what chance do they have? No. You know? Who could he not do it to? Basically, it's yeah. it's yeah. No, I mean it's awful on every single level, and it's awful to think about. And 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 I do think it, in many ways it's an achievement to make a movie this palatable um, about that story and to do it justice without making it just an awful experience yeah yeah for sure uh yeah i think his movie's pretty slept on so um if you're thinking about watching it do it's more it's i'm not gonna call it it's good it's not more and it's not as as depressing as you think it might be (laughs) no i mean it has a lot of the elements fun but it's not a it's not a terrible time or anything you know what i mean no it has it's a lot it has a lot of spotlight in it frankly yeah, that's that exactly. That was the the thing that I was thinking of in terms of like also sort of another one that's sort of about shoe leather journalism as much as anything else, you know. Right, and it and in a similarly horrifying subject matter, um, but served to you in a way that is is again palatable, more palatable than you would expect. And I don't that it is weird to say. It, it can sound like a creepy thing that we're saying, but it's not. It. It, it to me, it's a really, it is it is a smart device to use so that people actually can remain interested beyond their their horror and disgust. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, so kaleidoscope. I th- I think we got to start with. We had no idea what this was. Yeah, we had no idea what this was. I mean, I mean, we knew uh, a little bit, we but we clearly didn't know the, we didn't know the main gimmick, right? right? Which is that uh, this show is being served up in in different orders, apparently. So right? I did you us know? all a favor because I care, and I watched all of this. And oh I, my god! <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. And I wrote down the order of the episodes that I saw and I would like to know what episodes, how many episodes did you watch? And do you remember what they were? Okay. So I watched three full ones. Okay. That's pretty uh, a little good. bit of a fourth. Okay. I can tell you the order of those cause I'm, I have my Netflix open right now. So I'm looking at it. Perfect. Um, and they are, Yellow, green, blue, orange. Okay. I. It's hard for me to imagine that this didn't start with yellow for everyone. Is that See, not this is the, the case thing. with you? This is the thing. Now, can you tell me, can you look at the future order? I can. I can see and, the order. Mm-hmm. And what does it say? After that is violet, red, pink, white. Okay. So this is my theory. I think every single version of this starts with yellow and green and ends with, at the very least, pink and white, if not red, pink, and white. And to me, first of all, I don't think you could make a show like, okay, if you if you study screenplay, right, like if you go read the Sid Field book. Did you ever read the Sid Field book? I have, I have not. I've not read anything on screenwriting. If you ever at any time in your life 
considered writing a script and you either Googled or asked someone who you thought might know, what you were told is read the Sid Field book. And then also there's another guy whose name I'm blanking on right now who wrote a book. A defin- there's like two definitive screenwriting books. Right. And what? the basic gist of it is you the 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 inciting incident as they call it needs to happen at some time in the first 10 minutes and you've got a beginning an inciting incident a bunch of stuff that happens in the middle and then the like sort of key near the end moment where things are resolved in some way and a denouement And jumbling up the stuff in the middle is like a cheap, it's a cheap fucking trick. You're not, it's like the trick where if you take a bunch of words, like if you take a sentence and scramble the middles of a bunch of words, the human eye will still be able to read it. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. To me, that's what this is. And... If you had somehow made a show where you could jumble up all the episodes and have it play for everyone who watched it, no matter what order, then you've done something. But all they've done here is, like, someone in the screenwriting room made a bunch of interchangeable scene index (laughs) cards for the middle of the movie, and they just shifted them around a little bit. It doesn't make any real difference to what's happening or the story. T- like it's not a, cl- it's not even a clever magician's trick. It's a cheap mm. trick, and I, <laughs> I, and beyond that, and I don't know. I, I, I could probably do research and find out if, if exactly what's locked in and what's not. But to me, there's no way that yellow isn't the beginning, and I would say almost yellow green. Yellow seems pretty damn piloty. That was one of the first. Yes. That was one of the first things I thought about when I watched. <laughs> exactly, because there are just when you tell a story and you introduce a character, it's different than when a character just enters frame later in the story, if they've already been introduced. It just happens differently, and they basically they're doing the work of introducing stuff in the yellow episode. By the same token, there are beats of the white episode, which is the finale, and guess what? It's the heist. <laughs> but there are <laughs> there are beats of it that flash back to other episodes and flash forward to previous episodes, if you catch my drift. Yeah. So, like, I don't believe that anyone doesn't get yellow first and white last, and I kind of think green and pink are attached so like i don't i just i don't know it seems like there was so much of this was about the the alleged order change which is essentially meaningless and then what you're left with is a decidedly mediocre heist tale that like you know kind of comes together in the end but also throughout there's a lot of like why do I care about this? Yeah, I can see that. It is certainly a fairly mediocre high tale. That's for sure. I do. I feel like, and I don't want to contradict the screenwriting experts or, or whatever. But I feel like in the same way that, you know, 
it was possible to take Memento and, and, you know, make a movie backwards, essentially, that there's that you could do like truly do this somehow. I just don't think this is doing it. You know, well, that's what I'm saying. I'm not doubting someone's ability to make something that actually was totally interchangeable. And. But that's the point that would be subverting like screenwriting orthodoxy. Right. And then you've actually done something. What if you were doing it, the heist would almost certainly not be at the end. Right. Well, but if if you're making if you were making something that was interchangeable and serving it to people that way. Right. Then there'd be like a one in eight chance it was at the end, right? They would legitimately yeah, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. But seven and eight, then it would be somewhere in the middle. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. And, and, fact, and to that extent you have to make what happens in the heist not that important for that to work, right? Like well, it just has to be It was critically you know. important in some ways. But it was like a piece is falling into place sort of importance, right? You know what I mean? And and it was very clear that this episode was meant to make the pieces fall into place. There are certain questions that the middle parts make you ask about what happened at this damn heist. And when you finally find out, it's it's clear that those moments were meant to be the end of the series. So, like, you didn't really make a kaleidoscope. You made a circle with three moving parts in the middle. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, so the bottom line, and I, I think I kind of feel like you've already answered this. <laughs> like, I've watched three and a half of these. Is it worth it for me trying to get all the way to the end? I kind of feel like you're saying no. Like, I'm not telling you it's going to be a terrible time, but I'm also telling you it's not necessarily going to get any better. It's going to remain a pretty mediocre heist. Yeah thing you know it's not special in any way the thing that might have made it special is if they had really done something with the style i mean for god's sakes it's called kaleidoscope not because of anything that happens in the story not because of anything to do with the actual content but because of the way it's allegedly delivered to you and it's not even it doesn't even do what it's purporting to do i will say that they were Aggressive about the color palettes in the episodes that they use. Yes. I don't know if you noticed that. I did. Yeah. So and like, there are some things that, that are done well. Like, it's not bad. <laughs> it's not bad. It's just not exceptional in any way. It's a heist story like a hundred other heist stories we've seen. Um, other than supposedly being all scrambled up, but really it's not. It's just, yeah. it's like, it, you know what it's like? You ordered a roast beef sandwich at the deli. Okay? On your sandwich... You've Sounds delightful. Yeah, you you've go got roast beef, lettuce, and pickles, okay? And cheese. Roast beef, cheese, lettuce, pickles. And they're like, hey, it's scrambled sandwich day, so your sandwich is getting scrambled. The various parts of the sandwich could go in any order. And you're like, oh, God, what if I'm, like, holding a tomato around bread? But they leave the bread in place and just scramble the insides. It's the yeah. same fucking sandwich. Right. Right. <laughs> right. The order the order of the middle pieces doesn't matter so much if it's held together by bread at the ends, right? Yeah. So yeah. Exactly. That's that's a great point. Uh, look at look at you coming through with the huge analogy there. Finally. Nailed it. All right. Uh we should go, but before we do homework, right. um, 
Wait. Was that I'm everything sorry? already? God, yeah, it was. We didn't have a huge load of homework. Yeah. I did want to ask you, uh, you know, headed into the NFL playoff weekend. Mm, right, we, of course. Who you got? Who you got? You want predictions for every for like just every game this weekend? Is that what you're? No, give me your give me your Super Bowl participants and winner. Oh. Okay, I don't usually like to do this, but also who cares? I'm um, not going to hold you to it. I'm going to take nope, the rule we said. I'm going to take. <laughs> I'm going to regret this. I'm going to say Bills Niners. Two seeds. Both sides. Bills Niners, two seeds, and who, who wins the Super Bowl? I'm going to give it to DeMar Hamlin and the boys just for fun. Yeah. All right. Well, I also have Bills over the 49ers in the Super Bowl. You're so. kidding me. <laughs> no. <laughs> so that outcome is almost certainly not going to happen. Well, <laughs> sorry, guys. Sorry, Niner fans. <laughs> we, we mushed you. Apologies. Wasn't uh, on purpose. I, Wasn't I trying know, to hurt. I, I don't know even why. I mean, they're playing a quarterback with six career starts, but I am uh, insanely confident about the Niners getting to the Super Bowl. <laughs> well, I mean, I think you do know why. Right. I mean, I do know why. Right. Yeah. Like they seem like the best team by quite a bit, and that defense is just an X factor that I don't think anybody in the conference has. So, uh, well, I mean, it's just you know, we'll see what's happening. Assuming. The Niners win this weekend, tomorrow. Um, we'll see the f- the next week or two after that. Like, I want to know how the Eagles are playing. I guess the, we'll, we'll get one game of them anyway. Because they are really good. Um, but to me, more than anything, uh, the Niners are a very good team. The defense is, is truly a special group. But also, there's no good teams in the NFC. Well, and I, you know, I'm I'm stealing from Bill Simmons, who said this on on his pod earlier this week. But he was like, if you were going to design a team in the lab to beat the Eagles, it would look a lot like the 49ers. Yeah. Yep. So, well, I mean, look, if you were going to design a team to beat a lot of teams, it would look a lot like the 49ers because their defense <laughs> is suffocating. Um, they are really solid and smart offensively, and they have about as good a collection of skill position talent as you will ever see surrounding a quarterback who may be inexperienced and young. But has shown himself to be very capable and more than anything, very solid and not making a lot of mistakes. So it's be fun to a, see what the hell they do next year. It sure is. It's going <laughs> to make the offseason very interesting for the 49ers. On the other side, I, I do think it's competitive. Um, I think the Bengals are very much legit. I think, obviously, Kansas City is a, a franchise that cannot be disrespected. They, they are uh, – potential Super Bowl contender as long as that Mahomes guy is upright but it just feels like the Bills year for a lot of reasons and I'm gonna roll with them it does it does I wouldn't entirely rule out the Chargers in the AFC uh Mike Williams is out I will be that's that's the part that makes me nervous I will be picking the Jaguars to win this weekend see if we had picked this weekend you would have gotten some interesting takes from me look at you yeah who you like in that uh that Vikings Giants game I, I let's put it this way. Give me the points. Okay. I haven't looked at the line, but give me the points. It's three, by the way. Give That's... give him give me those three. Okay. And, yeah, and like, I think it's reasonable given given that uh the Vikings pretty much only win close. So and well, and I just Kirk Cousins is gonna have to show me in the playoffs. 
I just don't believe it. I don't. I don't buy it. Yeah, I mean, look, it. You know, to me, let the record state he's been pretty clutch during the season. So, well, he's, um, he's always done I know that. What you're saying, I know what you're saying, but uh, I, I just, yeah. I, there's no. He's gonna have to be wearing a Super Bowl ring for me to look at that face and not see <laughs> loser. I'm sorry. It's just the way it is. Yeah, There's some guys like that. Like, I think Jay Cutler was that guy to a lot of people when he was the Bears quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's just guys where you look at it, and he make he does stuff. I'm not saying he doesn't do stuff. Kirk Cousins has moments. But I look at him, and I'm just – it's a no for me, dog. I think they squeak it out at home and then get destroyed in San Francisco. He does not make it to Hollywood for me. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't want to rule out them squeaking it out over a very mediocre Giants team. But – Boy, I don't want to say I trust Kirk Cousins and the boys to get anything done. Not anything. And I don't no. I don't see any scenario in which they beat the San Francisco 49ers. None. <laughs> I think the Seahawks have a better shot. None? None? None. I think I the mean, Seahawks have a better shot. I can't stop Justin Jefferson. That's a scenario in which the Vikings could win. I think Kirk Cousins will pee down his leg to a significant <laughs> extent to the point where the Niners are capable of turning it into I'm, a victory. Look. I'm not a I'm believe me, I'm the furthest thing from a Minnesota Vikings apologist, but uh but I could see some scenarios in which they win. I just wouldn't What do you want from me? I'm an I'm an NFC North boy. Like I can only go off of what I've seen. All right. Yeah, fair fair enough. Fair enough. Um you know, on their day. And ask Fran Tarkenton about the last time the Vikings horseshoe they'd be carried in their butts, you know. You gotta watch out. That's yeah, I mean, what's the furthest the Vikings have gone in the last 25 years? Uh, the NFC Championship game of several times. Several? I don't know about several. They had the one. Okay, well, at least twice, at least twice the, uh, that I can remember, right? They got blown up by the Giants that one time, and they got blown up by the Eagles one time. Oh, okay. I guess, was that Favre? Was one of them Favre? I think one of them was Favre, yes. So I correct. want to say one was the and crazy I believe one of them was Case, Case Keenum. Keenum play. <laughs> yeah. One was the crazy Case Keenum play, and the other, I think, was that Favre touchdown to, was it Greg Jennings, maybe? Um, Like an insane, long yeah, touchdown throw. Those are the last. Yeah, was that the bounty game? You don't even remember. I don't remember. It's it, terrible. It, it, it's, it, it's, I just, I don't believe it. And Fair I, enough. to Fair me. Enough. I, I want to be careful because I'm not a total, like, sports is magic guy. But, like, I do believe in loser vibes, man. I do. And I think they're very <laughs> difficult funny. to overcome. It's uh, funny. We're both very confident in the Buffalo Bills <laughs> while we're talking about loser vibes. You know what I mean? That is funny. So, is funny. Um, And yeah, I don't know how sports. confident I am. <laughs> like, honestly, I'm much less confident. Like, I would – I bet this is a bet I could make, but I bet the odds are not very good since they're the one and two seed. Like, it's just almost impossible for me to imagine anyone but the Eagles or Niners coming out of the NFC. I just don't think any of the other teams are particularly good, right? In the AFC, there's at least three, if not four, teams that I can envision making it out. Yeah. Okay. By the way, since uh, 1993 – the Vikings have lost in the conference championship game four times. That's pretty good, I guess. Yeah. But times. also, that's not making it to a Super Bowl. Including, of course, uh, nineteen the nineteen ninety eight season where they were fifteen and one and lost to the Atlanta Falcons in a 
one oh, of the great that's playoff the, games of all time. That's Dante and Randy, right? That is, yeah. Yeah, yeah those teams were good. Yeah. I believed in Dante uh, Culpepper more than I'll ever believe in. <laughs> Fair enough. Kirk or Randall Cunningham. Oh well, Randall, you don't have to. You don't have to sell me on anything there. <laughs> All right, let's let's get out of here on some homework. Randall uh, should be a Hall of Famer. I mean, Kirk Cousins is lucky to be a Pro Bowler. You know that the the uh, the NFL Hall of Fame bar is very high, though, which I which I kind of enjoy. It is, but I believe Best there are quarterbacks in the NFL Hall of Fame who uh, can't hold a candle to Randall Cunningham. True. They tend to be guys with Super Bowls, though. You know what I mean, right? Yeah, so I got, but like I that, I think Randall Cunningham was better. But you know, they're guys that won stuff. You know. Yeah. No, and I I'm not debating the the fact of that. I am debating whether that is a valid criteria for your Hall of Fame. I, I don't. Sure. Yeah, I don't, know. I don't know. Like, if you're asking me who's a better quarterback, Randall Cunningham or Terry Bradshaw, like I I don't hesitate on that. You know what I mean? Of course you don't. Right. That being but, said, I, it is really tough to compare the guys in the 70s to – Awesome there. <laughs> you know, I mean, to me it's more of like, is Troy Aikman really better than Randall Cunningham? That that to me is like that's the level we should be talking about. And I think you have – as much as it pains me to say, I think you have to say Troy Aikman was better than Randall Cunningham. I don't know. I mean, he had a more successful career, but that to me is not what – yeah, no, I get what you're saying. So I get what you're saying. And look, uh, Troy Aikman was great for his time. I'm not debating that. I'm not debating Troy Aikman's validity as a Hall of Famer. I'm debating Randall Cunningham's. <laughs> All right, let's do some homework. You ready? Okay. Uh, we're going to watch The Last of Us, uh, which is the new Sunday Night HBO program. Based on a video uh, game, I believe. Based on a video game, yeah. Um one that my brother is a big fan of. He's 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 been anticipating the show for quite some time. So um, you know what's interesting about these video game adaptations? Um, I am I have no idea in reality, but I'm 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 extremely confident that none of the plot of the video game is going to be in this series. I'm guessing the bones of the plot will be in there somewhere. I don't know. Like I think it depends on the game and the adaptation, right? I guess. I just don't. I don't know. I don't know. I guess, was the like, last of us be a Grand Theft Auto movie or television show in our lifetimes? I wouldn't rule it out, right? Yeah, I guess. But even, but at least with that, like Grand Theft Auto has the brand recognition of like Michael Jordan. It's pretty incredible, right? Yeah. Like the Last of Us does not. It's just weird to me. Like, it's a zombie thing, I'm pretty sure. You know, like an apocalyptic thing. But, like, that's probably all the inspiration they took from the damn game. Why not just make your own zombie show? Like, we're still going to watch it if it's good, if it's on HBO. I don't know. It's just weird. Why, like, the obsession with taking IP that already exists, even if you don't use the IP, it's just like taking a name of something. It's bizarre to me. Yeah, but well, look, but then there are going to be people who anticipate it, right? That's the whole point, I think. I guess, but I feel uh, like by the time it actually comes out, we're anticipating it because people have said it's so good, not because it is called the yeah. same thing as a and video game. He doesn't know if it's going to be good. He's not like, I can't. I think it's going to be awesome. He's like, I hope it's good. You know what I mean? So we'll see. Uh, yeah. The reviews, by the way, the early reviews are that it is good. Um, That's what I'm saying. 
Yeah. That's Bubbles. my point. That's uh, that for me, that's why there's buzz is because the early reviews are good. I don't know. Okay. We are we're also gonna watch Breakpoint on Netflix. Um how are the early reviews on that? Uh I haven't seen any <laughs> reviews on are you a big tennis guy? Because you were like, I'm definitely watching this. Yeah, I've gotten a little bit more into tennis in the last uh, year or two. A friend of mine is, like, really into it. So I've been kind of like, she's been sucking me in a little bit. Um, okay. And, okay. The, like, the you know, the, the, the thing that everybody's saying, right, is, like, this is tennis's version of trying to make the F1 documentary. And that's the kind of thing where, like, people weren't into F1. Um, but... Um, they started watching this thing and then they were. <laughs> so, so I think it's sort of maybe designed to get you into it a little yeah, bit. I'll say uh, this, man. It's 75% fresh with eight ratings on Rotten Tomato. That's, that's good bad. enough. I, I, I have some trust issues with the Rotten Tomato system these days. Yeah, though, no, so no kidding. Take it for what it is. I, um, I will say I, d- I think it's quite hard to make behind-the-scenes sports content that I won't enjoy. So I'm looking forward to this. Right, exactly. <laughs> I'll, I'll be here for it regardless. Um, like at a certain point, I was still enjoying Hard Knocks quite a bit long after it had been bad for years. You know what I mean? So, I think I finally, I finally hit my fill with the Hard Knocks. I did too. I didn't watch it at all this year. Um, but at the same time, I, I think uh, a new sport has a few years to lose me. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think that's fair. Um, all right. I'm very excited then, for the next season of All or Nothing. Do we know who's who? Who they're covering this year? No, no. God, I really would. I honestly, I would love for them to come back to Arsenal. Frankly, well, of course the, you uh, would. You're, you're winning. Yeah, right, right. But I just feel like the way that the last one ended, and with what, yeah, with what's happening now, it just would put a nice bow on that. But I have no idea what they're actually planning for that season or not. Um, interesting. Apparently. They were going to do national teams for the World Cup. Oh, that would have been smart. But But, I don't know. It doesn't seem to exist. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I would would pay good money to watch one about U.S. soccer for sure, particularly with all of the the drama that ensued. (laughs) Well, yeah. Something tells me none of that would have made it to to air. But uh, Argentina and Germany were the teams that it says they were going to do, but that, that does not seem to exist. I don't oh, know. We'd kill to watch the, about the Argentina team. What a story that would have been. Yeah. Um, huh. All right. And then we've got a couple of 90s reboots, uh, one of which is on NBC. Yeah, we're going to do a network show. Um, Let's get it, is, it is uh, the reboot of Night Court. I mean, it just seems incredible, does it not? That this exists? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. So, I mean, not as incredible as they rebooted the Cosby show, but but pretty incredible. Well. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> you saw he's going on tour, right? No. Really? I don't think I think it may I don't know if it's actually gonna happen, but he definitely said he was gonna. Oh man. I might go just to echo that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they have some sort of safeguards against heckling there though, right? I don't know. I'd be happy to be thrown out of a Cosby show. Um, but Bad yeah. job. He he said something like, "I still have so much to share with the world." It's just yeah, like, I got bro, some. Bro. I have some things to share with you, Bill. Yeah, absolute human garbage. <laughs> <laughs> um, all yeah, right. as then, of now, um, 
that can't possibly be happening. As of now, plans in place for a Cosby tour. Wow. Unbelievable. Yeah. Quote, yes, uh, because there's so much fun to be had in this storytelling that I do. <sighs> yeah. Oof. Uh, for you know, we talked about it on the show at length, but man, we need to talk about Cosby if you haven't seen it. Highly recommend it. Yeah. Um, that ninety show is the other thing we're gonna watch. That's on Netflix, right? And that's yeah. less, I guess, a little less of a reboot. Red and Kitty survived from that seventy show, but it's oh, an all no. new cast of kids. Well, it's a new cast of kids, but I think everyone survives to an extent. Oh, really? Okay. Um, I I saw a bit of pre a bit of preview that had uh certainly a, a little bit of eric and donna um and i believe i saw mila kunis and wilmer valderrama as well so i don't know i mean if it's not mila kunis she would seem like she'd have to be the busiest of the of that group at this point right yeah, i think i think both of them she and ashton are pretty busy but also like they save time by doing things like not showering so <laughs> right um, right <laughs> yeah i don't know it seems like they got pretty much everybody except the rapist Okay. Wait, which one's the rapist? Oh, Danny oh. Masterson. Oh, right, right. Yeah. yeah, my bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah bummer about him. But mm-hmm. um, seems like – and frankly, if I'm honest, like – and I mean this with love and respect in my heart for the one and only Topher Grace. The kids in that show are almost all replaceable. Like Kurtwood Smith – in many ways, was the most important character on the show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I hate to say it, given how it turned out, but I did. I liked Masterson's character. Actually. Oh, he was good. <laughs> he he was. Yeah. No, it's a bummer. It's a bummer. Yeah. And I do think there might be like I don't know. I'm sure they'll explain it in some way. But um, Laura Prepon, Topher Grace, Mila Kunis, Ashton Kutcher, Wilmer, all all there, and Red and Kitty, the the true emotional center of the show i bet there'll be some good pot jokes i bet there will honestly if as far as you know was it 90s might have been 2000 sitcoms go that 70s show is a good one yeah and it's been long enough since i watched one that like yeah i, I, I yeah i think i'd be ready to sort of jump back in a little bit see how yeah, it goes yeah yeah i have i wouldn't say high hopes but like I feel good going into this that there there's a chance it'll be fun. Yeah, I have decidedly moderate hopes, but uh, <laughs> but that's that that's totally fine. Um, <laughs> all right, so we'll check back in on those next week. Anything else we got to do? No, I, I, we're done. It was not short, and I apologize for that. That's all right. Bye. This game's in the Admiral refrigerator. The door is closed. The lights out. Butter's getting hard. The eggs are cooling, and the Jello is jiggling. So long, everybody. And do me a favor. Have yourself a tremendous evening. Hello. Oh man, I was just I was just beatboxing along to the Skype theme. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I don't have anything for that. Yeah, you know. Oh man, yeah, I, I, was doing. I am definitely putting that at the end of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. Hold on. I, I had no idea you were uh, such an excellent beatboxer. <laughs> I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm an excellent beatboxer, but so, you know, just here, just skill. doing my thing. You are, you are doing your thing. <laughs>